I find it interesting that not everyone remembers their dreams. And some people would tell you that they never dream. My dreams have always been vivid. Many messages from beyond are received this way. Others are via visions or the presence of an actual spirit. I can't tell you how many types of messages that I have seen during the course of my lifetime. And at times I know that spirits are there just because of the icy cold chill that I feel when they are present. And at times I think perhaps they're there but not ready or able to communicate. I'm not really sure um, why I have so many occurrences with that just the presence being there and you can feel it you know they're there but for whatever reason they don't want to or can't communicate when my mother passed away she left three years after my dad and I remember the three years leading up to the point where she left and the messages and dreams that I received during those three years was just phenomenal the first dream I had was shortly after my dad had left. Um, he had passed away three days after my birthday. So I often felt him around uh, near my birthday. But the first dream I had was quite bizarre and kind of surreal because I walked into what looked like a saloon bar from back in the Wild West days. And there he was sitting at a table with a bunch of mates playing cards, drinking and smoking. And here I was walking over to the table and giving him the biggest lecture about the fact that he had literally just died from lung cancer and, uh, well, emphysema actually is what took his life. But <laughs> here he was drinking, smoking and playing cards and he was just laughing his head off. He was like, yeah, I'm okay. But a few days later I had another dream and the stark difference in that dream to the first dream was just incredible because I walked into a room that was just completely white and I mean completely white and I remember at the time just thinking how odd it was to be in a completely white room and as I looked around the room it was then that I saw him and I remember him sitting on some stairs in his usual sheerest stance, his elbows resting on his knees as he leaned forward. And he said, I'm all right, love. And I said, I, I know you are. And he said, no, no, I'm really okay. And I said, yeah, I know, I know you are. And I remember thinking at the time, is that just my mind healing from the loss of such an important part of my life or was it genuinely him was he telling me that he was okay and from there there were many 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 other occurrences that just let me know he was actually around and some of them were just hilarious I recall a Buzz Lightyear toy coming on in the middle of the night it was like 2am or something like that and all you could hear was Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, to infinity and beyond. My eldest son was my only child at that time. And he was at a sleepover. 
So I was grateful that he hadn't been there to bear witness to my father's practical joke. I'm not sure how he would have taken that. But I knew it was him because he was the master of pranks. And he had always loved April Fool's Day. He had always lined up a series of pranks to trick us, to get us. And he loved being able to say, April Fool's, April Fool's. And that particular night with the Buzz Lightyear toy, it was the eve of my birthday. And I often felt him around during my birthdays. But when my mother passed... There were other oddities that came into play. Things that let me know they were around a particular year where I'm walking to work and I was sulking because I hadn't felt my father around me at all in that particular year. And suddenly the song, Happy birthday, darling, hope you're feeling fine, came on. And there was another time when I was crossing at a multi-directional crossing in Adelaide when into my head popped the saying, you're like a mob of old browns cows crossing the road. I couldn't stop smiling because I didn't know whether that was mum or dad. It was a favourite saying from both of them, so it could have been either or. Then there was the message for Auntie Senna, my dad's favourite sister-in-law. And I still remember the night that I had the dream because I was back in my home where I had grown up and initially I was in their bedroom. The furniture was unfamiliar to me and I knew just instinctively that it belonged to the new occupants in the house. And then there was a flash into the kitchen and my parents were there and they were sitting with, I think it would have been the new occupants of their house, But they were sitting there laughing and watching and just observing the conversation that was going on. And I still wonder to this day if those people even realised that mum and dad were there. But as I stood in the bedroom, I started to slide the mirrored wardrobe door back because I was curious about who the people were now living in my home. And just as I'd started to slide the door, my mum appeared behind my left shoulder and my dad behind my right shoulder. I stopped sliding the door immediately because I didn't want to lose sight of my mum. But the message given that night was from my dad and it was about Auntie Senna's brother. The message was somewhat mixed up in my mind when I awoke though. Apparently, from what I recall, her brother was either with dad and was okay or was about to pass away, but would be okay. I was so perplexed about telling Auntie Senna, so I rang two of my sisters because I didn't even know if Auntie Senna had a brother. And during the course of those two calls, I found out that she did in fact have two brothers, one who had died many years earlier in a train accident and the other brother who was alive and healthy. So initially, I didn't call mostly because I didn't want her to think that I was crazy. The week started to roll by and the voice in my head grew from a whisper, call Auntie Senna, until it was so loud that I knew I had to call her that very day. I went home from work 
I got out my little blue and white phone book and this was back in the days of the dial phones and I rang her and I prefaced the call with I have to share a message with you from a dream that I had. The message is from dad but please don't think I'm crazy and please 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 don't tell anyone else in our family. She was pretty calm and just listened to the story that I had to tell of the dream and the message from dad to her. And she was pretty confident that the message was about the brother that had died in a train accident years earlier because she told me that her other brother was healthy and living his best life. I was just so happy to have delivered the message because I wanted that damn voice to go away. And so I closed the call out, again with a request that she not share the message with anyone else. It would have been about a week later, I believe, from what I heard, after I had delivered that message, that her healthy brother paid her a visit. Sadly, terminal lung disease was his diagnosis, and he was gone inside of six months. And I'll never forget because I sent some flowers and I sent a text message to Auntie Senna and I said, I'm so, so sorry for your loss. And her reply was short and simple. I'm not worried. He's with your father. There was a family reunion on my father's side. Maybe six months to a year after her brother had left and she pulled me aside and asked me if she could have a quick chat. And I said, yeah, of course, of course. And I'll never forget the look in her eyes when she said to me, you know, if you hadn't delivered that message before I saw my brother, I would never have believed you. I didn't care because I don't say this with any harshness for her, but I really just wanted to deliver that message and get the hell out of Dodge. Uh, He knew that she understood that it was real, that my father had communicated through me so she would know that it was possible to send a message to a loved one. Funny that the last time I saw my parents was in a dream at her home My father was crying in that dream and I had never seen my father cry when he was alive so I was pretty distressed and I asked him, what's wrong, why are you crying? He answered, she's gone, she's left me. I said, who's gone, who's left you? And more importantly, why are you crying? It was then that my mother walked into the room and she said, I haven't left you but it's time to go. You can stay if you like, but I'm going. He said, no, 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 I'm coming with you. And with that, they both left. And when I awoke, I knew they were gone. And I knew that they had moved on to whatever was next.